Have you ever wanted to discover what's missing in your life? Metaphysics is available to all and is part of your life even if you don't know it. Welcome to Metaphysics, a view through the veil with Barb Crowley. Together we'll explore the mysteries behind metaphysics and how to use it to have a deeper understanding and advantage in life. And now here's your host, Barb Crowley. Hi, this is Barb Crowley and welcome to Metaphysics, a view through the veil. We're speaking with Angela Wicks today, and Angela is acquiring editor for Body, Mind, Spirit Titles at Llewellyn Worldwide, and she is the author of Llewellyn's Little Book of Unicorns and The Secret Psychic. She is a certified medical Reiki master, ordained interfaith minister of spiritual healing, and a lifelong intuitive medium in training. She is also an artist, which she didn't put in her bio, but I am adding in. You can visit her at AngelaAnn.Wix.com slash arts and at Angela A. Wix on Facebook and Instagram. I'm happy to have her here with us to talk about her book, The Secret Psychic. Welcome to the show, Angela. So Thank glad you. to have you. Yeah, it's nice to meet you. Um, so this this book, which is great, it's a great beginner book and a walkthrough book. But I wanted to ask you first, how, what brought you to explore you into your intuition? I was always curious about spiritual, different spiritual topics. So I, especially when I was a teenager, I started reading a lot of books on psychic development and especially mediumship types of books, like people's memoirs and um, just different journeys in this whole realm topic. Mediumship being speaking to people who've passed. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And near-death experiences to people Mm -hmm. who've been in the afterlife and returned. I was really, really fascinated by all of these topics. So it just kind of naturally was my interest and it's where I went. (laughs) Mm -hmm. And um, you started your book. So you started to really investigate um, intuition, but then what got you to write your book? If you want to tell us that story about sitting in the coffee shop with oh, your friend. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, so I was with a friend and she was at a point where she was exploring a lot of these types of secret psychic topics, her own spiritual side. And um, she was asking me a lot of questions because she knew that I had gone through the same types of things like many years ago. Um, mm-hmm. So I was kind of able to provide her the insight that I had gained over the years in my own journey, which I was really glad for. And just in this in this discussion, it, it amazed me how parallel our own journeys, our questions, our insights, our experiences were. And I just had this light bulb moment of, um, you know, if she is going through these same things that I did like 20 years ago, there have to be so many other people out there that have these same questions, that have the same feeling of wanting to share with other people about it, but feeling like you have to keep it close and hidden and not reveal this side of yourself to other people um, and the challenges that that presents. So mm-hmm. I was just like, oh my gosh, they could, this could be a really good resource. And because I lived that journey, um, I wanted to be able to share just that story. And what did you call it? The secret psychic? Because that's really what (laughs) what the experience is. Um, You have these subtle abilities, these different range of experiences. And for so many people, it ends up being this side of yourself that you feel like you can't share with others. And so you're developing, you're learning um, in this hidden space where Mm -hmm. it's a solitary type of practice until for a lot of people until you gain some level of confidence and find the different people that have a like-minded kind of perspective on things. Yeah. Even with a level of confidence (laughs) at what you're doing, I, I find that most 
in in twits and secret um psychics are secret about what they do yeah they're afraid to share it won't go into the workplace it won't many right. times it won't go through the families yep. yeah yep. you have your certain people that you know you can talk to right about it, and that's yeah. where it exists I have to I'm on the radio and I'm a psychic and half my family doesn't know I do this, Right, <laughs> which is weird. Now, um, with some of that, people think you're crazy that, um, as you said in your book, you're hearing voices. Yeah. <laughs> so they think that you're crazy. But I also run into um, an issue where, you know, you've lost your keys. Well, you're a psychic. How come you can't find them? Right. And it's constant. <laughs> yeah. no. We say to them, have you ever fallen down? Your eyes were open. <laughs> oh, that is such a good yeah. response. <laughs> right. Yeah. Your eyes were open. Well, <laughs> the same. One of the, one of the things that I talk about are, um, for that reason, mm -hmm. to use the word intuitive instead of psychic, because mainstream people can identify as being intuitive without that assumption that oh you must know everything you know right, it's right. A, it's kind of a subtler version and as you that. said yeah psychic has so much baggage with it with right. it intuitive right. not so much intuitive right. is gentle yeah because there's the yeah. muscle intuition and mm -hmm. it's know. like mom <laughs> And psychic is, and the other thing I've run into is uh, when I've read friends, you know, or they change after that. And I realize they think I can see everything that, and um, I don't, I only use it when I choose to use it. It's not right. all the time everywhere. And, um, but people think all of their secrets are out there, you know, they're just totally exposed and naked and, you know. And as I say, why do you think you're that interesting <laughs> for us to be looking all the time? <laughs> right. And also, that's not how it works. <laughs> right. Exactly. Exactly. Like, ability is selective. It's not looking at everything. So. Yeah. Thank God the amount of information oh coming in would be brutal. Yeah. You know, it'd be absolutely brutal. But I love the way you lay out this book. It's step by step. You bring people into here's what you do first. Here's what it'll feel like. Here's what um, you should look for, you know, and, and it really is very well laid out and very gentle. You know, and you. I'm glad I'm glad you feel that way because <laughs> yeah, no, it I is. I feel like when you're good. entering into it, there is this. I wanted people to feel like a friend was holding their hand and guiding them through it. Mm -hmm. And they don't feel crazy. Right. Right. <laughs> right. So tell me the, your first exercise. Oh, um, I think the first one that I have in here is learning how to tune in. Mm -hmm. And um, with that practice, it's all about like this is a very foundational piece of mm -hmm. but that's what's so good about your book that you take everybody from the very basic right through right you know how and to how to really an, sit comfortably in it right and it's such an important starting point when you might be confused about the information you're getting or how the abilities work for you to learn how to center yourself and learn to feel your own energy and just feel what it feels like and pay attention to how thoughts come to you. Um, so you can start to learn what your own thoughts sound and feel like. And mm -hmm. then from there, you kind of build and you can start to learn what thoughts and feelings from spirit or thoughts or feelings from other people feel and sound like. And um, so yeah, learning to tune in is definitely the starting point. How long does it take people to to figure out what's their thought? And, you know, how long does it take for people to hear their own voice, I guess, is what I'm asking. I'm still learning that. I feel like mm -hmm. that's a lifelong journey. And the more that you start paying attention, the easier it gets. Mm -hmm. um, you know, I've been learning about these types of materials since I was 12 years old and I'm almost 40 now. So I've been practicing at it for a really long time. And I feel like I've only started to get really good at it 
mm-hmm. like being instinctive where, oh, I'm feeling kind of stressed out or wow, I was in a really good mood for most of the day. Why do I all of a sudden feel really irritated or whatever? And I'll tune in and be like, is this mine? Is this someone else's? Oh, this is actually that person's. And okay, I don't need to deal with this. This is theirs. Like that has become really instinctual for me, but I feel like it only got to that point maybe like five years ago. (laughs) (laughs) And some people might get, they might um, hook into it much faster it might be Mm -hmm. a lot more instinctive for them and for other people it might take even longer so I think it's really individual was was part of that that you didn't know to look at somebody else (laughs) yeah you know you just didn't know to think wait a minute this isn't mine this is you know why why am I here yeah and part of that for me for my own journey has been um going to therapy and learning, becoming more emotionally intelligent and learning how to tune into my own emotions and my own feelings and like what I'm actually going through instead of um, stuffing things down and dismissing things and trying to ignore. So the more that I became emotionally aware and Mm -hmm. psychologically aware of those types of things, also parallel to that, the more intelligent I became with these psychic subtle abilities. So it kind of went parallel for me in that way. It's really almost as you got to know yourself more. Yes. You were able to know yourself spiritually as well as, yep. I don't know if I'd call it physically, emotionally. Right. <laughs> <Yep>. Yeah. <laughs> now, can somebody do that if, um, if they're not going to therapy? Can they just yeah. sit oh, down? Oh, definitely. Yeah. yeah. Other people might not need therapy the way that I needed it. You know, it's like we all have our own journey and, you know, genetically we're different. There's all these individual pieces of how things play out for us. So what I needed, someone else might not. And you, you talked about, um, God, that went right out of my head. Talk about an out of body moment. (laughs) Gee, oh, I know. You talked about being very young, you know, in your book, you talked about that you were coming to this very young. How did that, you know, impact? Um, Well, I started becoming more consciously aware of things when I was around 12, but I would have different things. Like I have a story in the book where I talk about hearing a spirit when I was around four years old. So there Mm -hmm. were hints and pieces along the way very early on. Yeah. Psychic hits kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah. And it was confusing because I didn't have context and I didn't have someone else guiding me with these Mm -hmm. abilities and what was happening. And not something you're going to share either. Right. (laughs) Um, So is there a time you think is there an age you think that it's best to start to work with it or you know is too is there a time where you're too young for this no um actually in the it's interesting because in the foreword echo bodine wrote the foreword and one of the first things she says is i wish that parents would read this book so that they're aware and can confirm and acknowledge and discuss these things as they start noticing when things pop up for their kids Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Well, too, not shutting them down because right, kids exactly. naturally are saying, well, what about that? That one over there, you know, and there's nobody there. And they're like, there, there's nobody there. Don't say that. No. <laughs> <laughs> so it's good not to to shut them down. Um, you talk about setting energetic boundaries as well. Yeah, um, this is something that for me personally was really important because I'm such an empath and I absorb other people's emotions and thoughts and um, just take them in. So learning how to have boundaries energetically in that way and also setting boundaries with spirit and with your abilities themselves can be important if you're feeling like you're overwhelmed with things. Mm -hmm. And that's absorbing. Some people will call themselves super absorbers. Right, right. So it's learning how to not be open to it all the time and just having select moments when you allow things in, but then kind of closing yourself off to it so that you can live your life. (laughs) Yeah, and you know it's your life. Right, exactly. Yeah, 
And how do you close yourself off to it? Um, I have a range of different practices in the book. Some of them involve working with spirit to set those boundaries. Some of them are um, setting boundaries energetically or emotionally even. So there's a lot of different types of practices, but most of them for me and in the practices that I share involve some type of meditation and visualization. And so mm -hmm. you could really use anything. Um, you could imagine that you're encased in a bubble and um, that is your boundary. And so you could see it full of like all this jumble of thoughts and energy and worries and then see that all moving outside of that bubble and then just see that bubble strengthening. That's one ex really very simple example. How much is how much how important is imagination in this? Really important. Yeah. Um, and it can, that can be one of the things that are challenge, is challenging because so often we dismiss the imagination and it's like, oh, that was just my imagination. Like how many times do we say that? But um, working with our imagination is a really powerful tool and is also a link into those subtle abilities. How about people that have trouble imagining, like visualization? Uh, visualizing. Um, um, yeah, so guided practices can be especially important if you don't have a natural inclination towards visualization or you don't feel like you're a very creative person to come up with those types of things on your own. So one thing you could do if you have the secret psychic, a copy of it, you can record those um, and just play them back to you so that you can go through it in a guided way or just go online and search for a meditation based on whatever topic like meditation for energetic boundaries you could search that and see what comes up and 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 then just go with whatever those guided meditations are and but you can read it to you to yourself um right. from the book onto a recorder yeah or or your phone really and just yep. have it play back and yep. bring you through um there are a couple different ways people, you know what, though, I'm going to take a break here. <laughs> and um, when we come back, let's go through the, the different ways people can access their knowledge, okay. you know, uh, visualization, as we just talked about, and the other ways we can do it. We'll be right back. One thing's for certain, life is uncertain. Do you navigate the unknowns? Visit aviewthroughtheveil.com to sign up for psychic readings and classes with Barb Crowley. You can schedule one-to-one -one sessions with Barb for personal and relationship counseling, pet communication, mediumship, career and business direction, or sign up for one of her classes. Everyone has answers through the metaphysical plane, but they need help to access them. Get the help you need today. Visit aviewthroughtheveil.com. You are listening to Metaphysics, A View Through the Veil with Barb Crowley. To reach the live show, please call in to 1-888-346-9141. That's 1-888-346-9141. You may also send an email to aviewthroughtheveil at gmail.com. Now back to the show. Hi, this is Barb Crowley. Welcome back to Metaphysics, A View Through the Veil. We're talking to Angela Wicks about her book, The Secret Psychic. And we, right before the break, we were talking about the different ways to access your energy that we're all so different and, and we have different ways to hear or see. And I'm going to bring Angela back in on the um, different ways. Oh, uh, yeah. So we can think of it in the way that uh, we have our physical senses. Usually there's something to parallel it that's a psychic ability. So we have our psychic vision um, where usually for most people, you're seeing it in your mind. Um, and that's a common misperception that people assume if there's a, if a psychic is seeing like a spirit or something, they're actually seeing it like in the physical space. But usually you see it in your mind. Mm -hmm. And then with you're hearing, there's psychic hearing. So you're hearing those thoughts usually again, internally. So in the same way that you hear your own thoughts, but there's kind of a different tone to it. 
Um, and that takes work to distinguish between like, am I seeing my own thoughts? Am I hearing my own thoughts? And um, assessing whether or not that's actually your psychic sense that's coming through. There's also psychic touch. So for some people, the way that they work psychically is they might hold an object. If they're doing a reading, for example, they might hold an object from someone who passed and then through that touch, tap into the energetic connection with that individual and do a reading that way. Um, what else? There's psychic knowing. So mm -hmm. um, this is like information download. It's like someone plugged in a USB into you and all of a sudden you just know this information and in your gut, you're like, this is right. I don't know how I know it, but I know it. Yeah. Um, and then there's psychic, psychic emotion. So with empaths, it's you're connecting with other people's emotion. You feel um, intuitively what they're feeling. And this one can be super hard to distinguish because <laughs> again, like I said before, until you kind of become more emotionally intelligent to your own feelings and start to distinguish between what your own feelings feel like versus what other people's feel like, it can mm -hmm. be really confusing. So those are some examples of and with an empath, it can be thoughts as well, that you're right. actually picking up the other person's thoughts, but you think they might be yours. Yeah. Yeah, which is a big yep. problem. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Because <laughs> you think you like something, you buy it, and then you realize you don't, you yeah. never like that. <laughs> you know? Yeah. It yeah. actually happens. I first started noticing it with my husband. And you didn't pick your husband and it was somebody else's thought, did you? <laughs> No, no. But it was like, it took us a while. And I was like, am I hearing your thought? Or are you hearing mine? And we started kind of playing this game where um, if we would call it out, like, I was just thinking that and we yeah. would kind of backtrack to when did you start thinking about it? Oh, I started <laughs> thinking it there. And so we figured out that it's usually me hearing him. And it's kind of amazing. <laughs> Later, could you distinguish then? Was it his? I mean, did did it sound different when it was his? Could you yeah, tell? Um, it's not really a sound. It's more a feeling. Like a lot of mm -hmm. times uh, it has not in, not intrusive feeling, but kind of, I guess, just like it's something coming into my energy that, you know, isn't mine. So um, a lot of times it'll kind of trip me up where I might have been thinking about something else. And then all of a sudden there's this random other thought and it's like, okay, like, where did that come from? <laughs> yeah. And then other times, um, like, for example, I was in a checkout line once and I heard the full sentence from the cashier that she thought in her mind before she spoke it out loud. And mm. so that obviously was immediately recognizable to me because I heard it in my head yeah, and yeah. she spoke it out loud so it was like okay that was clearly me hearing her thought like double vision only double yeah, hearing yeah, yeah. very <laughs> jarring yeah yeah that is weird but but before you were able to put the bubble around you how did you live with that how did you survive that um, you know, I tried to hold a sense of curiosity about it. Um, mm -hmm. I think when you don't understand what's going on, there can be a lot of fear. And also when you're absorbing other people's thoughts and you don't know that, that can be really right. depressing, um, their thoughts and their energy, like it can really bog you down. So um, part of it was, as you were saying, starting to learn to work with those boundaries. And there's a practice that I share in the book that came from Sherry Dillard. She's a psychic who I've worked with at Llewellyn. And when I started realizing that this was something that was happening to me, mm -hmm. I checked in with her and I was just like, what would you recommend for someone who is trying to start to work with these abilities in setting these boundaries? And when they're getting these slip in moments that are kind of intrusive and you don't want them. And her recommendation was, I call it, um, Sorry about that. No problem. <laughs> I call it downloading your intuitive voicemails. So it's taking moments to sit with your own energy and let your intuition know, like right now, if you have any information for me that you've been holding on to, like right now is the moment to offer me that information. 
And you can just go into a meditation and see what comes to you and then write it down and process things in that moment so that as you're going about your day, you aren't getting bombarded with these random types of messages. So it sets the intention with your intuition to say, I am going to give you moments to manifest, to um, share with me. And this is that moment. You're telling them to hold everything at the door. (laughs) (laughs) Hold all those things at the door and I'll let you know when you can come in. Yeah, yeah. How about your energy going out? Have you had people come up to you who are also empaths and tell you what you're thinking? Has that ever happened? Um, nothing jumps to mind, but I'm sure Mm -hmm. it has because we all, we are living in this collective energy. And I feel like that is when you start learning about and working with your own subtle abilities, this is something that becomes very clear. Um, and I think it's part of why we have these abilities is because energetically we are one web. Um, we're all connected and we're interacting and, um, you know, in our current society, we feel very isolated. Sometimes we might feel very separate from other people, but we are still living in this energetic connection. And, uh, that's one of the beautiful things, but also yeah. kind of the, um, complicated things. Right. 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 <laughs> Um, how about on the visual when when um, you're getting pictures, but you have to interpret them? What, how do you deal with the interpretations? So or the lack of them, you're just looking at a picture and have no idea. Right. <laughs> it can be kind of confusing. I talk about delay with understanding messages in the book and being okay with that. Um, mm-hmm. Something that can be really helpful especially if you're getting like an image, for example, a symbol that keeps coming back to you is to write it down because that extra signals to your intuition. And also if spirit is who is bringing that message to you, it, it confirms like, okay, I'm, I'm open to this. I don't understand it right now, but if you keep feeding me information in different ways, I'm going to keep trying to understand it. Mm-hmm. Um, And also working with things like dream dictionaries can be super helpful, but it's important to keep in mind that that is often just a starting point because symbols usually tend to be very individual to Mm -hmm. um, how you interpret whatever that symbol might mean. So it can be really helpful to um, go into a quiet moment and just tune into what that symbol is how you saw it and then feel whatever it intuitively feels like um whatever meaning comes to it for you and then mm-hmm. to keep your own kind of uh dictionary meaning of whatever you learned that various symbols mean to you and then you can refer back to that so you keep your own so as you as you're going through this journey you write them down and build yeah. them up and then you're able to look backwards and see what yours are and what they mean or what they've meant. Yeah. And sometimes it can change too. Um, Like for me, and one example would be a fox where Mm -hmm. to me previously that might've meant um, like being sneaky or being playful. Mm -hmm. Um, But now as, as time has progressed, it's something that I very strongly associate with sisterhood because I have a sister who super loves foxes. Mm -hmm. And so we always gift it to her. And then I also associate it with family because my mom now, two years now, has had fox families living in her backyard where these cubs are growing up and she'll send us pictures and videos. (laughs) Um, And so with that association now, since then, my sister who is in spirit, who passed 10 years ago, has used that as a symbol um, Mm -hmm. for connecting with me that she's around. Oh, that's nice. Yeah, that's really nice. So Fox is your family and your sister, sister, but only for you. It could be something completely different for me. Yep. Yeah. Well, that's pretty good. Um. What would you say helped you most, you know, when you first started your, your journey? Books. (laughs) (laughs) One word, clear answer, books. Yeah. Uh, 
Yeah. So because I was, I was learning and I was, I didn't feel like I could share with other people. So the library was absolutely my resource and I was working in a solitary way. So, and I didn't have money. I was kids. So yeah. And you didn't want to tell anybody. Right. And I could <laughs> go to classes and the internet didn't exist at that time. So, mm -hmm. so I, I learned through books and I fed myself in that way for a really long time. And then eventually I started taking classes in person mm -hmm. with people. And that was really important for me um, and really helped me feel like it just fed me and it made me so happy to yeah. uh, be with like-minded people and be in person with them. But now there's so many resources available online and um, different like Facebook groups, um, different mm -hmm. programs all over the world that you can access from right, right where you are, which is amazing. Sometimes, so it's kind of scary when you see all that information, what's real, what's not real, right. what's, you know. Right. It can be really overwhelming. And that's something that I included in my book is a really thorough recommended resources section. So I have different organizations, different programs, different instructors. Mm -hmm. And you have mentors too. I was going to mention that right. before, but I didn't, you were talking, I didn't want to jump to a different subject, Yeah, <laughs> you, which are great in there because, um, well, let me back up a little bit. You have a psychic questionnaire in yes. your book, and then you have the mentors answering those questions, yes. which is fabulous. Um, and I actually have it in front of me. And uh, one of them is the key benefits of engaging intuitive and spiritual abilities. You know, mm -hmm. what are the benefits? Yeah. And it's really interesting to see what each of the different contributors or the people that I interviewed with responded to that, because what one person sees as a most important um, benefit is totally different from what someone else sees as a benefit. For me, I think that one of the best benefits is still feeling connected with the people that I've really loved in this life and have lost who are in spirit. And mm -hmm. then also getting insights on different challenges that I might be going through in my life um, and feeling supported and that I can get through this or that I'm heading in a, in a positive direction. Mm -hmm. Most psychics can't read themselves. They're, you know, you've got to be neutral and it's hard to be neutral when it's you. <laughs> so can you read yourself? Can you sit and get your own answers clearly or um, not in the way go of, to somebody else? Not in the way of like foretelling things like in that way. Absolutely not. But um, connecting with spirit, definitely. Like I feel connected with my, my past loved ones and um, I might get insights and feelings of support um, with challenges mm -hmm. that I'm going through. So definitely in that way. So you can tune into your sister. Yeah. Yeah. Which is great. Which yes. is great. Yeah. Um, I'm going to take a break right now. And when I come back, I'm going to ask you about the mediumship, if you're okay with that. Yeah. Okay, good. So we'll be right back. One thing's for certain, life is uncertain. Do you navigate the unknowns? Visit aviewthroughtheveil.com to sign up for psychic readings and classes with Barb Crowley. You can schedule one-to-one -one sessions with Barb for personal and relationship counseling, pet communication, mediumship, career and business direction, or sign up for one of her classes. Everyone has answers through the metaphysical plane, but they need help to access them. Get the help you need today. Visit aviewthroughtheveil.com. You are listening to Metaphysics, A View Through the Veil with Barb Crowley. To reach the live show, please call in to 1-888-346-9141. That's 1-888-346-9141. You may also send an email to aviewthroughtheveil at gmail.com. Now, back to the show. Hi, this is Barb Crowley, and we're back with metaphysics of you through the veil and i have angela here angela wicks who wrote the secret psychic and we're going to talk about mediumship 
and Angela lost her sister. And um, so it's a pretty personal base we're coming from. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. Yeah. And it's one of the things that in terms of the secret psychic, I think is really important for people to become more aware of. And that when you lose someone, this is often something that people don't feel like they can share about um, when they start experiencing continued bonds with the person that they lost. So they might be hearing um, different things, or I think something that's really common is getting flashes of imagery from the person that you've lost. But if it's new to you, you might not really be sure about what's going on. Um, and people getting messages, symbolic messages from like birds or different animals or different things in your environment. I think it's so common, but um, often people keep that to, to themselves because one, they don't want to um, have people dismiss it mm -hmm. or they might not want to be judged or for whatever reason. And so right. that, that's one thing that I really talked about quite a bit in the book birds are huge birds yeah. are huge <laughs> people often say well i'll come over as long as as soon as i can get the bird out of my house i have to say to them let me ask have you ever had a bird in your house before <laughs> you know because they don't it, it you know but it is amazing how um how birds are i guess they're so light and ungranted they can take easily take the spirit in that's yeah. my guess on it. Mm -hmm. Yeah, but it is amazing. Um, I have to say that I've also found that um, I've had people where someone has passed and they're upset about not hearing anything from somebody. And yeah. um, often I'll talk about the grief and how dense grief is. Right. You know, that their their loved one may not be able to get through, but they will send a message through someone else usually someone yeah. weird <laughs> like you're <laughs> the clerk at your grocery store will yeah. say oh, I just had a dream about and they look great yeah. you know, that's you so know. true that yeah. is something that actually happened after my sister passed away um I really wanted to get a message like in a mm -hmm. dream or have some kind of visitation um and I was sensing her, but I was at the same time that I really, really wanted, I was desperate to hear from her. I was also cutting myself off from her because I was so worried that I, if I got a message from her, that I would be making it up out of this mm -hmm. desperation to, to still feel her. Yeah. Yeah. So I wanted to connect with her, but at the same time, I wasn't allowing it. And um, someone that I ended up hearing from was an aunt who had a dream about her and shared that with everyone. Mm. It's good. Thank God. Right. Yeah. And they know that person will tell you that mm -hmm. you'll be there and that person will tell you. Oh. And, and then of course, eventually you do start to, to hear. When did yeah. you start to hear from your sister directly? Actually I did uh, um, like probably five minutes after I learned that she died, mm -hmm. I had a vision yeah. And, um, but, you know, I wasn't positive that is this her, uh, it was mm -hmm. very strong. It's something that I share throughout the book because it was one of those delayed messages that I didn't understand what it meant when I saw it. Um, but eventually as the days went on, I learned that another family member had the same vision and can I ask what the vision was or is it too personal? Um, it was actually, I, when I saw a hummingbird and I had this feeling of just being euphoric and just like so light and re in relief and really happy. And then I saw my sister with our family dog that we grew up with. And then I saw her walking through snow with this trail of pets that we had in life who had all passed like walk trailing behind her and I was super confused about seeing her in snow because we always hated winter so much like, growing up <laughs> in the Midwest we would yeah. have these fantasy talks about 
like, oh, one day we'll go to Hawaii together and you'll teach yoga and I'll do energy healing. And that's how we'll pay for ourselves to be there. And Mm. like, so we would have these just talks about escaping from winter. So to get a vision from her right after she passed seeing her in snow, I was so confused, but from different things that I heard about with other people having the same vision, um, like a third person even said, they went to see it was a family friend and they went to see a psychic and she saw the same thing like Amy was in snow and there were all these pets behind her but eventually when I finally sat down and did a meditation and invited her in to connect with me Mm -hmm. I had this like long talk with her and when I woke up in the morning Um, And prior to that, I'd had insomnia because that happens so often after you lose someone too. And so that night I finally got a really good sleep. And when I woke up in the morning, I feel like she impressed this upon me as I was waking up. I all of a sudden knew like, oh my gosh, what I was, what we were actually seeing, it wasn't her in snow. It was just this blinding light, the way that light reflects snow. Yeah. And we were interpreting it as snow, but it was just the super high vibration and light. And when I tuned back in to see what we had, what we had seen, it was actually, she was in this field, just full of flowers and there were birds. Oh, wow. Really beautiful. Mm -hmm. Do you talk to her daily now? Um, I wouldn't say daily, but she chimes in a lot of times as I'm, as I'm going to bed, I'll talk with her, um, and just, you know, she's definitely my contact point in spirit. If, if I talk with anyone, it's going to be her. And she finds ways not only with me, but with other family members to, um, let us know that she's still around for sure. Isn't that nice though? It is. Yeah. And to see signs, that's another thing that people, you know, can't, are afraid to accept. Yeah, uh, signs. But at the same time, they're getting signs, you yeah. know. Yeah. yeah. So that's so nice to see. Um, when when you have someone that you know you're working with that has gone through something like that, how do you tell them to open up to that person? Sometimes it just takes time. So mm-hmm. not forcing it. Um, if if you're hoping for it and it nothing has been coming through, sometimes you just have to acknowledge, like, I might just need to be um, healing from my own grief. And eventually, you know, if you let them know, just say, I, I'm open to hearing from you. I would love to hear from you whenever the moment is right. And they're going to come through when, mm-hmm. when, yeah. when things align, it's going to happen. Um, But then also, like I said, for me, when I didn't understand the meaning of that vision that I got, intentionally going into a meditation can Mm -hmm. be really helpful and just let them know, like, I'm here right now. I would love to hear from you. And you might, if you don't see them right away, you might envision going into this meditation, going into what might be your favorite spot. So for me, it's, it's either on a beach somewhere or it's in a field that has a stream going through it, sitting in that beautiful spot, seeing a door at the edge. Well, of you know the- what though? Why don't you give us a meditation? Why don't you walk us through oh, sure. meditation? I thought before uh, you give me the pieces. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah. So I'm, I'm actually going to open up to a meditation that I have in here because it will, it will flow so much better. Okay. All right. Sorry for the pause. No, that's okay. <laughs> Getting grounded, right? Yeah. And you, yeah. you do talk in your book, how to get grounded, how to clean out your space, all of those things. It really yeah. is very good step-by-step. Yeah. So you can just settle in Mm -hmm. right now, just um, get comfortable, whatever that is for you. If you're sitting up or laying down and just taking some deep breaths, taking in those deep breaths and letting it out and feeling your body melt as it relaxes.
And then as you are settling in here, you can envision yourself, close your eyes and see yourself at the top of a set of stairs. And you are barefoot and you can feel the cool stone under your feet. And you slowly walk down the steps, down, you're moving down and it gets cooler and the sunlight is fading behind you as you go further down these steps. And the air that was initially warm all around you, it starts to feel damp and cool the further down that you're going. And as you get to the bottom of these steps, you see a door and you rest your hand on the handle and open the door, letting the light spill all around you. And you step across the threshold and find yourself in your favorite meditation space. And take a moment to see what that looks like. And you walk further into the space. Notice all the details of what you see and hear, what you feel and smell or taste. Now you sit down into a spot that's comfortable in that space. And with your fingers, touch the surface that you're sitting on there and feel what that feels like. Notice what it looks like. Now, as you're scanning that space around you, you notice another door that's nearby. And on the other side, you know that there's someone in spirit who wants to connect with you. Now you get up and you go to that door and open it. You see your guide or your relative or your friend and they step over the threshold toward you. Notice the details of their appearance and the feeling that you get from them now that they're in this space with you. Take time now to receive the message that they have for you and pay attention to how this message comes to you, whether it's spoken by them or if it's shown through pictures or other visuals or if you feel emotions or impressions that they're sending to you. So just take that moment and see what comes. Now, after you receive their message, you can take some time to ask any questions that you might have for them. And when you feel that that meeting has come to a close, you can say your farewells, see them leave through their door and move back to the door you came through and follow those steps back up into the light. You can feel yourself gently coming back into your own physical space Wiggle your fingers and toes and open your eyes. So that is one example. Boy, that was calming. <laughs> <laughs> that was great. That was great. And um, I, want, I want to say too, because sometimes where I was able to, to be right there with you, but some people do have a little bit of problem you know, visualizing or whatever, right. and, and to be comfortable with this and just to do it. And, mm -hmm. and, you know, as you relax into it, yeah. it'll, it'll come, it'll right. come. Yeah. Right. So I want to make sure that people know that because people start judging themselves and thinking right. they can't do it. It's and, almost like you just have to 
think of it in the way that you let yourself fall asleep and dream. Um, you know, we're about to close and I want to make sure everybody knows where to get hold of you and about your book and where they can buy your book and all. Okay. My website is www.angelaann.wix.com forward slash arts. And then I'm also on Facebook and Instagram at Angela A. Wix. You can also just Google my name with the title of The Secret Psychic and you'll be able to find me that way. Great. And where can they buy The Secret Psychic? I stumble over that, The Secret Psychic. <laughs> it is a <laughs> it's available through my website or you can go to Llewellyn Worldwide's website. It's also available through Barnes & Noble and Amazon. You can also check in with your local bookstore and they'll be able to order it in for you. And, and I have to say, this is a great step-by-step, -step, especially if you're new and you want to discover you, your intuition and learn the different methods you can do it. The and you have a bunch of um, examples as well as exercises. And then you do have the mentors that are asking, answering the questions you've asked throughout. Yeah. So that's great. Thanks so much for being on the show. I really enjoyed it. And it was great information. Thanks, Thank Angela. You. Thank you for having me. Have a great weekend. Bye-bye. Thank you for joining us for Metaphysics, A View Through the Veil. Please tune in for another edition with your host, Barb Crowley, next Friday at 4 p.m. Eastern Time and 1 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Enjoy your upcoming weekend.